0: We got a whole host of information to cover from this week, including EPA head Scott Pruitt resigning from the Trump administration, more on the Supreme Court, and it was just the Fourth of July. So get ready and tighten your seatbelts. or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress, assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Now, I didn't read the whole document. I didn't want to burden you with ten minutes of Listing all the grievances that King George had against the American colonies at the time of the 1700s when America was being formed. But when people ask me, hey, are you a constitutionalist? I, you know, I think I've discussed on this program before that I have some problems with the term constitutionalist. You see, there are some constitutionalists who would hold the Constitution as the most sacred document in American history. And maybe in spirit they're not wrong about that. Maybe in spirit they're not wrong about that. But the Constitution can and has been used wrongly before. Think about it. Think about how much the Constitution has been... At one point, there was a constitutional amendment that brought prohibition to the United States. And I think you could ask almost any libertarian, was that a good idea for the government to do? And they're going to tell you, no, it wasn't. Hell, there's probably constitutionalists today who would tell you that it wasn't a bright idea on the government's part. But if you're a constitutionalist... Inevitably, I would I would have to argue that you would believe that if enough people voted it in for a constitutional amendment to be in, that you would stand by it because that is what the people would want. And that there, therein lies the problem with what has separated me from calling myself a constitutionalist. If it ties directly into some sort of democracy where... The majority vote can instill something that could potentially violate somebody's right. Somebody's life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Which has happened before. We wouldn't have had fights over this stuff. There wouldn't have been a whole civil rights movement... To instill and, and enforce the fact that African American people had rights. Just that this nation wasn't giving it to them. Wasn't allowing it to happen. We wouldn't have had to have a whole. Defense of Marriage Act. And we wouldn't have had, had that fight about same sex marriage. If we were simply following the guidelines. That. Are provided in another document. Constitutionalist? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a constitutionalist. I do love and appreciate the Constitution, but I'm a declarationist. I'm a declarationist. I love the Declaration of Independence. I really do, and I think there is some uh, very self, uh, as the document states itself. There are self-evident rights of the people. And just to fit, you know, today's narratives, because some people are so, you know, oh, it was written by a bunch of white men. Rich white men, which, I'm sorry, at the time of the 1700s, yeah, you're right. It was a bunch of rich white landowning men. Because that's what life was like in the 1700s, back at that point. I wrote a blog post this past week on fritzcast.wordpress.com, titled "July Fourth, July Fourth, 1776," and in that blog post, I write where the the seeds of inspiration of of my love of a of American history, especially the founding, came into play. And I I have no shame in admitting it. A lot of it did stem from things like, as the article explains watching the musical 1776 over and over and over again. I can quote 1776 from beginning to end with my family members and we oftentimes do. Okay? Read the blog post fritzcast.wordpress.com. Read the blog post because as goofy as a 70s musical about the about the writing of the Declaration of Independence may sound, On the surface, it covered a lot of serious topics, and there's a lot of harrowing songs in there, including the debate on slavery at that time. Because that's the thing, when we talk about history, some people do view history through the rose colored lenses. You know, they blow things out of proportion, they make it epic, they make it uh, sensational. You know, some people look at the founders and revere them as gods. One of the lines in 1776 is John Adams saying, you know, what will posterity think of us? And Ben Franklin says to John Adams, John Adams asks, What will posterity think of us if we give up on on this slavery issue? And Benjamin Franklin says it, it doesn't matter, we'll be long gone. Besides, what will they think we were? Demigods? We're we're people were men no more no less trying to create a nation against greater odds than a more generous god would have offered and that is something i mean seriously that's something that seriously pops in my mind july 4th pops up i like to think of myself as a as a patriotic you know person in terms of being pro and in, in terms of, you know, what this nation was founded on. Some of the founding principles. Now, as of late, it's become fun to really rather bash America and and people want to tear down the idols, you know, tear down these people. These people were horrible people. By today's standards, maybe. But you can't judge history by today's standards. It's impossible to judge history from today's point of view because we have no idea. No idea. There's no comparison. There's re- there- even when talking about World War II and the Nazis and Hitler. We can't even talk about that today. Because the generation that lived that is, is slowly withering away. They're going away. And it's become easy for the political climate of today to throw around words and attach them to things that they don't like making comparisons that are so far convoluted and and incomparable. So far convoluted and incomparable. Everybody wants to beat up and whip up the, the previous generation for their failures instead of looking at their accomplishments. So... What people wanted, apparently, when the Founding Fathers wrote the Declaration of Independence, they wanted them to do everything 100% perfectly correct, the way that things are today. Totally writing off all the steps of history that led up to today. And what it does is it cheapens the sacrifice. It cheapens everything that happened. If, if, if we're not to look at history through rose-colored glasses... We also probably shouldn't look through it... We probably shouldn't look at history... Through destructive lenses either. Looking to pick apart and find the things that were wrong with it. I mean... It's one thing to be said of... Of doing things the right way. And it's another thing to realize... The evolution that's happened... Throughout history and, and and what's really funny Is that With all of this in context The history of America is still Rather young Still rather young You're talking about the 1700s It's something that we look at And we're like well we're in the year 2000 man You're talking about the 1700s Well guess what In the grand scheme of things It still was only 250 years ago in terms of human history little blip literally a little blip grain of sand in the timeline of of humanity of known human history and why do we have to cheapen the remarkableness of what happened despite the fact that it's not what everybody wanted it and it wasn't and it didn't bring to pass where we are right here right now in the modern day there was a lot of evolution between then and now a lot more evolution a lot more sacrifices and and i i say don't cheapen any of it appreciate it in all facets see when when people talk about the declaration of independence and they say that those guys were hypocrites writing the Declaration of Independence talking about all men are created equal yet they owned slaves and they drove in, in slavery and slavery existed for you know a hundred years after that document w- was written I mean you're not wrong we had slavery slavery was was an ab- an abomination against the land not only in America I mean It was in other places of the world at the time as well. But a lot of people, I guess, don't do the research. Yes, Thomas Jefferson, who was, you know, not a perfect man because these were men. These weren't gods, these were men. Imperfect men living in the 1700s where slavery was commonplace. But a lot of people don't realize the passage that Jefferson wrote That was a huge debating point in Congress at the time that they were adopting the Declaration of Independence. Jefferson wrote a passage on slavery that was removed, according to Jefferson, thanks to pressure from delegates of South Carolina, Georgia, and northern delegates who represented merchants who are actively involved in the transatlantic slave trade. And I learned of this passage, again, hearkening back to the musical 1776, because it includes this passage, and then it includes a harrowing song called Molasses to Rum, a very haunting song. But the passage reads as follows, quote, he, the king, has waged cruel war against human nature itself, violating its most sacred rights of life and liberty in the persons of a distant people who never offended him, captivating and carrying them into slavery in another hemisphere, or to incur miserable death in their transportation thither. This piratical warfare, the opprobrium of infidel powers, Is the warfare of the Christian King of Great Britain Determined to keep an open market Where men should be bought and sold He has prostituted his negative For suppressing Every legislative attempt To prohibit or restrain this Exorable commerce And that this Assemblage of horrors might want no fact of distinguished die. He is now exciting those very people to rise in arms among us, and to purchase that liberty of which he has deprived them by murdering the people on whom he has obtruded them, thus paying off former crimes committed against the liberties of one people with crimes which he urges them to commit against the lives of another. And I found that full passage written on blackpast.org from sources of Thomas Jefferson, the writings of Thomas Jefferson being his autobiography, correspondence reports, messages, addresses, and other writings, official and private. How many people know of that passage today? How many people know that that passage existed and it was debated and it became a hot contention point? I learned it. From a 70's musical. Growing up. As a kid. And I know it now. Because people just want to say. Oh those, those bastards from 1700's. They were just rich white guys. And they didn't care about anything. They had it all. Some of them did have it all. Some of them had land and money and. Unfortunately, some people don't see the sacrifice that they had to make and and what they did. Many of them were beaten, lynched, mobbed, killed for signing that document. Because signing that document was treasonous against Great Britain. But of course, Benjamin Franklin will tell you, treason is a charge invented by winners as an excuse for hanging the losers. So that's how I spent my 4th of July It was doing a lot of reflecting in this current political environment And one of the things I want to mention too Is, is how we remove ourselves from, from past events and past history And we try to judge it by today's standards I mean, think about what's going on on the border Right now with the, with the children's separation and all that Like, I've talked about this As a libertarian person anyway I'm not a fan of ICE I'm not a fan of our stricter immigration law I think that we need to reform immigration law a lot and and open it up so that people who want to come here and want to be productive members of society and want to build themselves up the good old American dream, I want that back. I want that back. But people remove themselves from events. I mean, think about this. Everybody calls Donald Trump a Nazi. They call what's going on down by the southern border no different than concentration camps of the Nazis, and they keep using this rhetoric to paint Donald Trump, his administration, and his administrators as bad people. And parts of me wonder, is is that because we're so far removed from World War II, this younger generation's coming up, and the older generation is is starting to You know, whether they're starting to die off. The people that actually lived and experienced those events are slowly disappearing. And have we, has anything really been passed down and have we been taught anything? What's happening at the border? I don't like child separation at the border. I don't. I don't like families being separated at the border. And I don't believe in treating everybody that's just trying to cross the border. As the worst criminal ever. Alright, I don't believe in that. But the other thing I don't believe in... Is just calling Trump and his administration Nazis... And comparing... Those children being locked in cages to concentration camps. Why? Well... Perhaps you uh, didn't get to see this video of... David Tuck. Who... Actually was in a concentration camp and is a Holocaust survivor.
1: Listen to me. I went through it. Police. This is not a concentration camp. They're free. I looked out over there and I said myself, all the mattresses and everything, food. I said, if at that time I would think it's a country club. So live the best you can. It's still America. still the best country. If you don't believe it, Leave the country. My name is David Tuck. I was born in Poland. In our town, we only had about 18 Jewish families. First, the Nazis gave us the way yellow armbands on the left arm. Then they gave us a star of David, one on the front, one in the back. If you walked in the street on the same sidewalk, the assessment walked. If you didn't step down, they would kill you. If I had any piece of bread, at night with me, somebody knew know about it, they will steal it me. Everybody was for himself. Survival. There were time at night when I used to go sleep, I said, please, God, let me see the light the next day. Many times. I'm skin and bone already. The Americans were bumping all the roads, and the railroad, no, food was coming to the camp. And I never forget, on May the 5th, there were more dead people in the camp in the barracks than living ones. When I saw the guns, I said, "My oh God, now they're going to kill us. To someone who thinks that America runs concentration camps on the border,
0: can you give them a message as someone who experienced a concentration camp?
1: Grow up. You know how to spell, you know how to read, you know how to listen, do it. You can't compare it. Anytime I hear it, it's, it's sick what about the
0: term people call President Donald Trump, people call other political opponents Nazis? What do you think about that?
1: Sickening. It's just plain sickening. I thought we were smart at it. We, we support, everybody looks up to everybody wants to come to America. I remember when I was a little boy, the first thing when I said to the American, I want to go to America. I want to get out. I want to live here. Sure, it's, nothing is perfect in life, I came here, to go to work, I had the family. I'm not complaining, nothing, but I'm free. The freedom, if you don't take advantage for freedom, don't don't think about something else that's going to be better. If you want to come to America, I did it, I waited, I came here. It's life. This politic is it's, it's unbelievable. You don't like the president, in four years you can kick him out. I mean, when I watched
0: that video, that was truly amazing because normally I can just write off people who automatically jump to such extreme comparisons and verbiage and, and things like that. But they are people and they really believe that. They really believe those words when they say that. And I've come to this point where I've decided I can't just sit there and take it anymore silently Every every day that we allow somebody just to say, oh, America's running concentration camps at the border, that's a disservice, and it is cheapening actual history, actual concentration camps. I get it. We don't like what's going on down there. What's going down there, that doesn't make it any less bad. But incomparable, completely incomparable and let's stop with it because, just like David Tuck said, grow up. Grow up. Find a different way to express yourself. Because if this is it, if this is how we're going to uh, debate and have these discussions and talk about how what's going on at the border is bad, if it's going to be straight to Nazism and concentration camps, we're going nowhere. We're we're really going nowhere. That's something to think about. It's something to think about when thinking about American history, when thinking about what's going on right now. There's so much that we weren't there to experience, and the people that did are dwindling, and they're going to be gone soon. And there's that question, that, that little gap there, of who's going to be there to pass along the stories because nobody's been passing along the stories. It seems, at least, anyway. Or nobody's standing up and saying, you know what? Stop it. And if I have to be that guy, I will. <laughs> if I have to be that guy, I will. So, uh, just the other day, Scott Pruitt resigns from the Trump administration uh, amid uh, numerous scandals. Uh, I mean, hell, Scott Pruitt was approved, or, or Scott Pruitt was chosen by Trump to be head of the EPA because of how anti EPA he was. <laughs> Uh, uh, some libertarians were were happy to have somebody who wanted to limit the impact of a federal agency. Um, it's a touchy subject, you know. As a libertarian individual, I do believe that we should strive for you know things like yeah, uh, cleaner energy and all that. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I have solar panels on my roof. You know, I I I try to do my part. The next car I want to buy is uh, you know, I really. Actually, I do. I really want to buy a Kia Niro, uh, which, while not entirely electric and good for the environment, because obviously electric vehicles are perfect for the environment, and they don't contribute to pollution in any way, shape, or form. For those of you who couldn't tell, I was exag- exaggerating on that <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, but like the Kia Niro, which can get up to 50 miles per gallon on a on a tank of gas because of its hybrid crossover electricness stuff and it's a good rated vehicle and i really just want my wife to keep hearing it over and over and over again so that i can go get one but i'm not getting one anytime soon it's not happening it's not going to happen there's a lot that you can read on in that including about how you know pruitt was uh, supposedly on tap to replace jeff sessions because jeff sessions was on his way out i you know can anybody keep the trump cabinet like squared up can anybody, can anybody follow along with this crap at home? Because it's happening so fast. So fast and so ridiculously, man. Um, All this and Rex Tillerson, you know, I oh I can't even. And by the way, I just saw a little blip. I saw a little blip earlier that Trump apparently asked Kim Jong-un if he had heard Elton John's Rocket Man. He said no. So Mike Pompeo is taking Kim Jong-un, a CD copy of Rocket Man by Elton John. That's autographed by Donald Trump. Guys, I wish I was making that up. I'm not. That's not a false statement. Thing it's on it's I read it on the internet and as Abraham Lincoln once said, a lot of people think you can trust what's on the internet. I think that's what he said anyway. I don't know. I saw it in the meme once, so it's probably probably true. Memes tend not to lie a lot unless they're unless they're from occupied Democrats. Those ones tend to be a little on the sketchy side. By the way, according to this Reason magazine article. Uh among the things that among the things that Pruitt was accused of wasting public dollars on lavish trips, renting a condo from a lobbyist, using his position to find a job for his wife, making his aides pay for stuff, holding off the book meetings giving bear hugs and making staff uncomfortable <laughs> among a host of other things. Scott Pruitt's a weird fuck <laughs> and He's gone now. He's gone now. Goodbye, Scott Pruitt. Of his own accord, by the way. The only thing surprising is that it lasted this long. That's the only thing that's surprising about the Scott Pruitt thing, is that it lasted as long as it did. And who's going to take him over? I don't know. I didn't even look at the fucking list of uh, potential candidates to fill a spot. I didn't. That's how I feel right now. But it's the same way with you know the Supreme Court vacancy. There, I mean, we could sit and talk about that. I feel like I've talked enough about that and enough about the Supreme Court in the past couple of uh, episodes. I feel like I've exhausted that, man. I know I, I I normally start the show off talking about like you know personal life, checking in with everybody, and saying you know hey, how you doing and all that. I'm doing it at the end of, I'm doing it at the end of the episode today. It, it is what it is. Uh, also, if I did any slur if I did any slurring within the past thirty minutes, however long we've been going now 30, 31 minutes. It's because I was drinking Jefferson's Golden Ale from Yards. I know it's only like at the time of this recording it's only ten o'clock in the morning, but that's how I felt, man. So I can't remember if I talked about yeah, I did. I remember, I talked a little bit about it. So uh had a little issue pop up in trying to do the flooring in the next room, found a found a plumbing leak. Was a setback Life, you know, it's one of those things that happens in life, especially when you own a house or what or whatnot. You come across problems. And so this slow persistent link had been going on. So the floors the, the floors tore up in that room. I had help from a team of people <laughs> that insurance covered, thank God. And uh so over the course of the next uh couple weeks over the summer, uh it appears that I'll be working on that, uh, the subflooring issue, just in the entire house with uh, probably a contractor. Probably contract it out to somebody who knows what they're doing, can help do it faster, and I'll throw in my own hands and help as best as I can, too. And uh, I I got some funding to cover the damages of that, and so that'll be nice. And it'll just be nice to get the whole flooring in the house done. I'm only focused on the subflooring with with a contractor because I've got I've got the laminate flooring. I've got the laminate planks and all that. So it's just going to be fixing the subfloor, putting in a vapor barrier or a moisture barrier. I can't remember which of the two it is. I want to say vapor barrier underneath and insulating the floor. And th- that'll be nice. It'll be nice to get through that project. It really will. It'll be really nice. <laughs> Next week, I go on vacation, man. One more week to grind through. And I don't know if you... I'm sure everybody gets there. You're at the point where you're just like, I'm done. I, I, I need to unplug and just enjoy myself. And... That's that's the level that I'm at. That's the level I'm at. I bought a bike rack so that we can go on vacation and I can hook my bike up and we can take it. and We're just going to be at the beach all week. I'm going to bike up and down the boardwalk every morning. going to go on the beach and just enjoy life for a little bit. drink beer every day. <laughs> just 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 uh, not think about work. Probably not going to podcast during that time. I will podcast next week. I think that's I think that's a given. Podcasting next week should be having an episode unless I decide at the last minute to change something and and if I did I'll do I'll do a video or something, but burnout, man. That's where I'm at. I'm at this just one more week to grind through, get through it, get over the burnout, and really relax and enjoy vacation. That's 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 where I'm at. And then come back home, fix this flooring, finish it, paint the house, have all the rooms back. It uh, It'll be such a freaking relief. To have all the rooms in my house back. Such a relief. Not having it. Everything's been crammed everywhere. Everything's crammed in this office right now. I can't really enjoy this office space as finished up as it is with its flooring and everything. When there is nearly 55 boxes of laminate flooring behind me. (laughs) That I'm staring at. That constantly remind me they're there. And I mean that's a lot of space being sucked up. If you know what I mean. Guys, I wanted the main focus of the episode to be thinking about things, appreciating history, and and 4th of July, I, I hope everybody did that. It seems to me that every passing year it becomes more criticisms and more, wow, we suck, we're the worst place ever. I don't think we're the worst place ever. I really don't. I really don't. If anybody thinks... That America's so backward. Please ask me why women in I think it's Saudi Arabia right now are dancing in the street, which is illegal, by the way, and they're defiantly dancing in the street. Yet we're not talking about that, and we're not talking about how they're behind the backwards. We're talking about who America's behind the backwards. I think America is actually ahead of the curve than some other places on on the face of the earth. I don't know, but when it comes to history, I don't try to look at it through rose-colored lenses. I try to take it for what it's worth. And I try not to compare it by today's standards. I think that's something that... I think that's a message that needed to get out this week. Is is not to judge history by today's standards. Because there were differences. Huge differences, especially. Even for such small spans of time. So guys, uh, I'm going to leave it at that for this week. I hope you, you got something out of this. And I hope that uh, you're compelled to share this with a with a friend. Uh, FritzCast loves all you guys Alright, seriously, I, I've had an uptick in Twitter Twitter followers Been talking to a lot of different liberty-oriented uh, and minded individuals on Twitter I try to pay those follows If it's somebody that likes liberty and likes that message And is a little more shifted from the uh, left-right paradigm I like to follow those people If people follow me on Twitter, I like to pay them with a follow back uh, it that's that's just how it goes that comes with networking and building a network of people And so if you're new here if this is if this was your first Fritz cast, I hope you enjoyed the episode I would say hey check the backlog find some find some episode I try to title them with interesting titles uh, find one listen to it you know catch up I'm you know if you're gonna catch up from episode one my God uh, Godspeed to you. You have hundreds of episodes to go, and I wouldn't recommend doing that. But it, if it floats your boat, man. If it floats your boat, it floats your boat. But, guys, if you want to, please follow me on Twitter, at FritzQS. Uh, I'm fritzcast.wordpress.com for my blog. I do make contributions to 71republic.com. You can reach me at fritzcast podcast at gmail.com, and the Facebook page is facebook.com slash the fritzcast Guys, I thank you for listening. I hope that you had a wondrous Fourth of July. And if you didn't, or maybe somebody sent you here because they think you're one of those people that need to think about history a little bit differently, I hope I opened up a little bit of perspective for you, if anything. Or at least gave you the seeds of a very... Goofy 70s musical about how the Declaration of Independence came to be, if anything. All right. So I'll see you guys next week. More than likely, the week after will not because I will be smashed on a beach somewhere. <laughs> maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do a smashed episode. Maybe it'll just be Fritz Cast Unleashed or something. I don't know. But. For all intents and purposes, we'll say next week, episode, the week after, no. That's what we'll say, and we'll go from there. Love you all, and enjoy your weekend coming up.